the lights because it's time for part two of our special presentation of the box office preview podcast an onstage blog podcast network production i am your host greg Earhart. joining me today for part two is on-screen chief critic ken jones we bring you now to part two of the fantasy box office preview special okay we now get to november and now we get sort of the full thrust of uh, some Oscar Beatty movies as well as some uh, four quadrant family movies. Excuse me, we discussed Frozen 2 already. That comes out the week before Thanksgiving, which is now one of the bigger weeks for movies to come out on. Um, also, coming out of note, uh, we'll just run through these real quick. We have Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is a Tom Hanks movie where he plays mm-hmm. Fred Rogers. We have the Charlie's Angels movie that's coming out November 15th. We have Terminator Dark Fate coming out November 1st. Mm. Um, as We have a number of prestige movies um, that are getting wide releases, such as Ford versus Ferrari. We have, um, I'm not quite calling this prestige, but this is, but Midway is a movie coming out that's about, <laughs> you know, with the battles in World War II over the Pacific. How, the Pacific how, how dare you besmirch the good name of Roland Emmerich? I, I want to get to him, but I want to save him for a little <laughs> later. Um, we have uh, we have Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Uh, yeah. I want to get to that. I want to spend a little bit of time on that, and then uh, a couple of Oscar Beatty movies: Motherless Brooklyn, which is like Ed Norton's big return, sort of. Is it return. his directorial debut? Was it his debut or not? I know he's directing I know. it. I thought he directed something else, but and then uh, Harriet uh, coming out. I want to spend some time in Harriet as well. And then Thanksgiving week, we have Knives Out, which is uh, your BFF, Ryan Johnson. Directs it. We've done it. Accurate. <laughs> yes. So I want to talk briefly about how movies play out generally over Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving used to be a big week for box office. And now it's kind of turned into the week before. And what we're seeing now is... We don't see a lot of big releases in the last couple of years on Thanksgiving week. And I think the reason for that, and just keep this in mind when you evaluate movies that come out on Thanksgiving, is one of the worst weekends of the year, for reasons I still don't understand, is the first week in December, the week after Thanksgiving. Um, it's another kind of graveyard week for the theaters. And you will see all, every movie have like a 60 to 70% drop in revenue um, heading from Thanksgiving week to the week after. So mm-hmm. it's okay for movies like Frozen 2 if you're coming out the week before because you have not only have two weekends, we also have Thanksgiving week, which you, you'll see a big a bump in box weekend, office. Basically. Yes, basically. Wednesday so, to Sunday. Correct. So it doesn't matter for that. It matters a bit for the Thanksgiving releases because you do you you do make it up a little bit as you approach Christmas, but it's after you get a seventy percent drop, it's 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 a pretty steep hill to climb. So yeah, the, you really want to try and capture the the movies that come out a week to two weeks before Thanksgiving, so they have that initial release and then Thanksgiving to sort of and really they, build you're up. Right, they get the bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to first I want to talk first about Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, this is again the Fred Rogers movie about Fred Rogers. It stars Tom Hanks as the Mister Congenial um, Fred Rogers. I think this has box office potential because not only is it tom hanks i think a lot of people love the fred rogers documentary that came out last year and i think think it's a feel-good movie that comes out over thanksgiving uh what do you think about its potential here Uh, i'm not going to talk about my feelings because it gave me all the feels um (laughs) literally i've I've never cried in a trailer before but that one brought me to tears yeah Um, it, it uh yeah i i hope it has an audience i wonder 
how much of an audience it would actually have, though. Yeah. Um, feels like one of those movies that maybe tops out in like the the sixty seventy million range mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me, and then kind of I don't know it. I, maybe it's the movie that uh, it, it has like a decent run, you know, and and starts to fade in December and January, and then the Oscar nominations come out and maybe it picks up a little bit of steam once again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not expecting a ton of revenue for this movie, but something modest. Yeah, I think, I think the, again, not a great comp for this type of movie. Um, I think the closest comp is saving Mr. Banks, uh, which came out a few years ago. It's also starred Tom Hanks, also starred sort of a lovable, you know, dad figure, Roy Disney, Walt Disney, I should say, sorry. Um, again, subject matters aren't the same, but has has kind of a similar feel to it. It's supposed to be a little heartfelt. It's supposed to tug at the heartstrings a little bit. And Saving Mr. Banks did about $90 million, uh, in the box office with you know, pretty pretty good Rotten Tomato score. So I, I think I think that's probably the ceiling for this. I think if everything goes right, I, th- I agree. I think it's about you look at ninety to one hundred million. Yeah, that would take some legs. Again, I don't think it's going to open. I don't know. I mean, it, it's a great weekend. I mean, it's opening in a great. I mean, it is opening opposite Frozen Two, which is a little problematic. I wish it wasn't opening right next to it. Yeah, um, it feels like there would be some uh, audience overlap. Right. Correct. With those two. But in a vacuum, it's a great week. It's a great week to open in, you know, because it'll have the Thanksgiving audience too. So, I do like its prospects. Again, it's gonna be hard for this. It'll be hard for this movie to have like a thirty percent Rotten Tomato. So, I think you're looking pretty safe, you know, in terms of estimating what the Rotten Tomato score is gonna be. I think the only risk from a critical perspective is it's too sappy. You know, perhaps, perhaps. Maybe. Um, but it's a pretty good prospect. Again, I would rank this in your upper tier um, just for safety as well as, again, if you get, if it gets to 90 to 100 and you're doing 80, 90%, that's 70, 80 million. That's going to put it in the, your upper tier of movies um, for this. Ken, pick the next movie. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> Do we have to? Uh, I mean, <laughs> we probably should. Yeah, I would avoid this. I, I would I would really Me avoid this. Me too. <laughs> it just this is a franchise that uh I'm sorry, it, it needs to die. It does. We discussed this in the Comic Con pod. The box office has been declining for every sequel after T two. Is there's no reason to think it's gonna turn around, you know, for yep. a dark fate. Um it's just it's it's desperation to bring back Linda Hamilton at the stage as well as Edward Furlong. Um, I don't sense any audience anticipation for this at all. Uh, there's no countdown. There's no buzz. No. Um, I think there's rotten. Uh, there's no floor for the Rotten Tomato. There's no, you know, it could seriously bomb. Like this could open to less than twenty million. If it opened to less than twenty million, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all, even though it has yeah. November first, which is a nice weekend to mm. open. Uh, traditionally, uh, this is a, this is a total stay. This, I mean, if look, if you can get this for a dollar, go for it. You know, maybe right. it's good and people turn out. You know, mm. but this is no the more. The only thing that makes me like not completely write it off, but I'm like ninety, like ninety percent out on it, is that the director's Tim Miller, the guy that. Did, did Deadpool. Right, right. So, I mean, maybe 
just maybe. Mm-hmm. There's like that small sliver of just like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a complete train wreck and disaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I I I I think even if it's decent, I just don't see the. I don't. I think the, they burned through so much audience trust through the last two Terminator yeah, movies. Yeah, but if, the, if you're you're not telling me that if the reviews are like. 75 80% like people would be automatically I think back in to, on this. I think it would have to be like 90 I think it would have to be above 90% mm. to, for them to be and 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 reviews have to be like this is amazing. Like this this should have been the third sequel, <clears throat> you know. Like it would have to be that kind of it would have to be that kind of movie. I think they're back. Um that's my take anyway. Could be wrong. But No, I agree. All right. Um anything else on Terminator? No, we're good. So, I want to get yeah, I want to get with. Yeah, I want to get to mid. I want to get to Midway. So Midway opens on November eighth. It is a again a movie that takes place in the Pacific Theater in World War II. It is the battle after uh, Pearl Harbor. It stars uh, Patrick Wilson among other various other people, including one of the Jonas Brothers. I don't remember who, and various you know either cameos or short appearances by a number of other people, including Woody Harrelson and you know various other folks. Um, Eckhart. I think Aaron Eckhart. Yep. Um, Dennis Quaid. So normally in fantasy box office, war movies, especially wide release war movies, are a pretty safe bet. Um, they're they're usually well reviewed. They're usually have a pretty high floor for a box office. Uh, this one, however, I would stay away from. Mm-hmm. Again, if, if you get a couple bucks, you know, there's always every movie has you know good value. There's only a couple movies where I wouldn't even bet a dollar for it. Right. But you mentioned before, Ken, Roland Emmerich is a director here. He is, I mean, again, he directed one of my favorite movies of all time, The Patriot. But in a <laughs> vacuum, he's not a very good director. His movies are not well-reviewed. No. I, I'm really surprised he he was tapped to direct this. I mean, again, unless he's just they're just going for a crowd-pleasing movie, which could be. I mean, I mean, there have been, I mean, again, just think about The Patriot. That was certainly not meant to be historically accurate. That was just supposed to be a crowd-pleaser, and it worked. So, I mean, there's certain box office potential there but i think and for some people it really worked <laughs> i am um, pointing at that guy yeah 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 the um but the rotten tomato but again there's too much risk for the rotten tomato for this to be like 20 oh, or 40 yeah. percent that it's this could do 100 million this this could do this this could get triple digits um for sure but you're, you're only looking at you're taking yeah you're taking your uh you need to go into this with your eyes wide open basically yes Yes. Yeah. So the tomato, the Rotten Tomato meter could be as low as twenty five percent, or yeah, you could come out, as you high come as like fifty five, sixty. Yeah, you could come away with only twenty million here. So I would. If that. Yeah. So I wouldn't uh, stash away too much money for this. Three words: yeah. Independence Day resurgence. <laughs> I know. God, I, I I had that movie on my roster, and I'll never. Uh, <laughs> I totally. That was, was that the I year that you came in last place? Was that the summer? I don't remember. Yeah, it could have. Uh, it could have been the summer I came in last. I know I had Spider-Man Two, the the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man mm. Two on it. That was. Um, I don't regret. I don't regret that. But the what, Independence Resurgence, I totally regret it. I should. Right. I should knew. I should know. Should know better. Um, okay. Uh, anything else on Midway? Any thoughts you had on Midway? No. Uh, the trailer definitely looks like um, it's trying to be Pearl Harbor. From from the the Ben Affleck Pearl Harbor, yeah, right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I like Patrick Wilson. And I mean, again, I'll, I'll say my Patrick Wilson thoughts for the box office preview pod. But um, I, I think there's decent box office potential, but just way too much Rotten Tomato risk for me. Way too much volatility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, pick the next movie. Uh, the, 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 the Dr. Sleep. Okay. Yes. I think it sounds like we're both excited for the, for this movie. I, I I'm personally excited. Again, it took me a while to realize this was like a sequel to The Shining. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't know it from the title, I don't think. No. Um, but the yeah, this one is another really interesting prospect, and not as yeah. not as tantalizing as Joker for the reasons we laid out. But again, along the similar, a lot of similar reasons for. There's a wide range of outcomes, I think, for where this could come. I really wish this came out in October. I don't know why yeah. they put this out in November. Like, I, one of the questions I had looking at this was, where are the horror movies for October? <laughs> I know it's just yeah. they like like we were talking about before we started recording. They went to September, November, and December, <laughs> right. and just decided right. to abandon October. Yeah, to, to right. the kids. It's yeah. Really weird. I don't know. And and to that vein, it's still a little, even from the trailer, it's a little unclear to me how much of a horror movie this is going to be. The trailer didn't totally play that up. It played up a little bit more of the psychological aspect, like the thriller mm. aspect. However, it's Stephen King. It, not only is Stephen King, the director is Mike Flanagan, who is one of the better horror directors we've had. Like he doesn't, he, he hasn't made a bad, badly reviewed horror movie yet. Um, like he had the reins for, um, uh what's that board game movie uh ouija the second ouija movie oh, okay yep. yeah and like that was well reviewed again that had no oh, business being oculus. yes he did oculus which that had no Gerald's business being game good. on netflix that was mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. the house of haunting or the haunting of hill house which that was all mike flanagan which is you know again very well reviewed so i really like mike flanagan as a director um again if if he bombs this, it would be a first. So I think you can expect this is going to be a pretty well reviewed movie. The box office is a question on this for me. Um, I think if they were, they should be able to get the word out. This is a shining sequel, and if they do, I think this could really do well. I think. I think. <laughs> but I would I would hope so. I mean, yeah. Was the book well reviewed? I I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's also Ewan McGregor, which is not, he's not the greatest box office pull um, these days. So you're not getting a lot of help there. Uh, but again, as you point out, Stephen King, it's a shining. It's also Mike Flanagan, if that gets out. So there's, it does have a lot going for it. But again, it's also November 8th, which is also not going for it. So again, wide range of outcomes. I would, if you can get this for a few bucks, I would definitely do it. I don't think most leagues you'd be able to get this for a few bucks if people have done yeah. their homework at all. Um, so, Let me ask you, do you think we've seen this happen I think a couple of times in the last few years. Is there any chance this moves up a few weeks into October? I I, I hope so. Because, uh, again, this week is very crowded. You have Arctic Dogs, which we haven't gotten to yet, Midway, Doctor Sleep, Last Christmas, and then a movie playing with fire all coming out November 8th. Like, would you rather come out the week after Terminator Dark Fate or the week before Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> yeah, I, again, I, I, for any type of horror movie, I'd want to capitalize on that Halloween right. weekend. But I don't... I mean, I, it feels like October 25th is sitting right there. Right, I, I you know? agree. But they don't like putting out movies on that weekend for some reason. I, 
I would still, now that October 4th is open. Maybe uh, it's just because everybody takes their kids out trick-or-treating on that weekend. And instead of going to the movies, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, I gotta see what, um... I gotta look October again. I mean, you wouldn't want to go to the 18th where Maleficent, Zombieland, and <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I, I have no problem going up against Zombieland or Maleficent. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, that's that's as crowded of a weekend as Midway last Christmas and playing with fire right, right, in, right. In, on November 8th, I would think. And then yes. the week before that is Gemini Man and Adam's family and the second weekend of the Joker. Right. I, yeah. but again, October 4th is not pretty open. It's only the Joker and um, some documentary, Wrinkles the Clown or something. You don't so. think that Joker and, and Dr. Sleep would have some overlap with... Uh, a little like bit. grown-up audience? Yeah, a little bit. I, I don't... I feel like they're they'd be pulling from kind of. I'm the same not sure though. the Joker has a grown up. I don't know this. I mean, we already rehashed this with Joker, but yeah, that audience is going to be really interesting. Okay, um, let's let's keep moving here. Yep. Um, I want to let's talk briefly about Arctic Dogs since we touched about it. It's an animated movie coming out November eighth. Again, it's an animated movie. Star it. Um, it's got you know you got stability in Rotten Tomatoes as well as some type of reasonable floor as far as box office goes. However, it is coming out two weeks before Frozen, Frozen 2, and it's also a similarly winter-themed animated movie, which we had a winter-themed animated movie with Abominable coming out in September. So, again, it's a little strange um, for this movie to be coming out November 8th, and it's going to be cannibalized pretty quickly by Frozen 2, I think. Uh, For what it's worth, it moved up to November 1st. Oh, it did. Okay. Well, that yeah. was smart. I mean, that's, that's a smart move by Arctic Dog. So, uh, good dog. Good dog. Yeah, that's right. No, because it good needs dog. Electricity. Yes, you are. Okay. So, I like the box office potential a little bit more on it uh, if it's now November 1st. Um, so, uh, good move by that point. I would rate it a little bit higher as a result. Uh, Ken, any thoughts? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't uh, see a preview for this or anything yet. So, okay. Uh, but it's animated, so I'm putting a little star next to it. Excellent. Okay, Ken, why don't you talk about Ford versus Ferrari? <laughs> well, this is one of the, like you said, one of the uh, Oscar contenders from, mm-hmm. I think, the buzz that I've been seeing. Uh, it's Matt Damon, Christian Bale. Uh, who else is in this movie? Is that the two big ones? Those are the two big ones, yeah. There's other... Okay. Uh, I have... I think I have Rotten Tomato pulled up. Uh, Let's see here. Um... John Berthnall, he's you know supporting character kind of guy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Who's the director? James Mangold. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is definitely an Oscar, Oscar uh, contender. Yeah, Nelm is an Oscar contender, but it does have bo- released. But it does have box office potential too. Yeah, I would say so. Matt, Matt Damon and Bale are still box office draws. So I yeah, mean, this is definitely. My one concern from a box office perspective is. An, Last year, the 24-Hour War did come out, which is on this exact same subject. It was very well regarded, very well viewed. So I'm, I'm curious if like racing fans, having seen that, are be like, well, I've already seen that, so why would I w- bother to see the movie? Hour hour? I haven't yeah. even heard of it. Yeah, it, I'm not, it had a very short movie run. It's a documentary? It's a documentary, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I would go with uh, uh, but it made a Chris Hemsworth movie. <laughs> well, the reason I bring that up is ago. that movie made a big dent in the racing um, historian and the racing fan. Like, so the racing fans knew all about the 24 hour war. So they, 
again, they're probably not a huge component of this movie, the audience here, but just something to keep in mind. I, I would still regard this pretty well. Um, again, for Matt Damon and Christian Bale, seeing them act together is probably going to be fun. And uh, I think, I would, like, would you think north or south of 100 million Ford versus Ferrari? Hmm. I would say slightly north. Hmm. I would. I, it would also point out that, um, well, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say I was gonna... is really crowded for adult movies because yeah, following week you have Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, you know, and then Midway is the week before that. Doctor Sleeps a week before. It, it's very crowded. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna compare it to, uh, like I said, the Chris Hemsworth movie Rush that came out in 2013, but that only that came out in September and. Yeah, it was well reviewed, but only made like twenty seven million dollars. Right, right. Yeah, I mean so. Damon, Damon and Bale are bigger draws than Daniel Brohl and Chris Hemsworth. So fair. I think that's yeah, and also this is a better slot than September. So it's that's uh, fair. But mm-hmm. Matt Damon did also play Chris Hemsworth in Thor <laughs> Ragnarok. He did in indeed. Asgard. Yes. yes. Uh, so really, uh, Chris Hemsworth is superior to Matt Damon by mm-hmm. MCU logic. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think, I mean, 100 million, so north or south of 100. I would te- I, I would go south. If it made like 88 it, million, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I yeah. I just think it's so crowded. And is it total, is, it, is this subject matter a draw? Maybe. Um, I would... I would go in this. I'd probably go in the sixty to seventy million range. I think yeah. a very high tomato score, probably. Um, you might, have, you might have, you might have convinced me on this. Actually, yeah, yeah. I uh, Mangold's a really good director, but it is yeah. So I stand by what I said. I, yeah, so, I, I agree. Okay. Uh, let's talk about. We can do this really briefly. Charlie's Angels uh, coming out November fifteenth. Uh, this yeah. Is, this is definitely a hipper. Um, more feminist version of Charlie's Angels by all the looks of it. Um, interestingly enough, the first the Charlie's Angels movies starring Cameron Diaz were pretty good box office um, polls. They both did mm-hmm. north. They both did north of a hundred million. Um, I'll pull the exact numbers without uh, without inflation. One hundred and one twenty five. Right. Right. The exact. Right, and that's even that's two thousand two thousand three. So let me just pull up the inflation numbers here. And the first one was released on uh, November third. Yeah. So Charlie's Angels, yeah, full throttle did 150 million. I mean, that's a pretty good total. So I mean, that's and the first one did in the 175 range. So I mean, that's I mean, mm-hmm. it's nothing to nothing to sniff at. However, again, that was 15 years ago, and I don't think there's any brand recognition <laughs> amongst anyone that would matter. No. Uh, for this, this is going to bank totally on. Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, Naomi, um, Naomi Scott, right? Yeah. Yeah. Deal a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, and if it's a good movie or not. So, um, I w- where do you rank this as a prospect as a fantasy? Uh, probably somewhere in like the, I don't know, eight to 15 range, maybe. Oh, uh, in ranks. You're in yeah. Term- if I'm doing yeah. like a, if I, usually what I do with my process is I rank, I, I make a list of all the dates and movies that are coming out, and then I rank them from one to whatever. Yeah. Um, basically, you know, one to forty. If we have like uh, 
35 or 40 movies mm-hmm. that we that all of us will end up rostering. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd probably put it in like the probably in like the the mid to high teens. Yeah. So I hmm. again, it's pretty crowded. I don't think Kristen Stewart's a draw. I don't think Amy yeah, Scott's sure. a draw yet. I don't think the, the brand is that big a draw. It has a lot going against it. Now, it could be a hip enough movie and it could be fun enough to be a draw of itself if it's decent. Uh, I, you know, I think, I think it's ceiling is a hundred. Uh, if that, honestly, um, I think it's like, I gotta be honest with you. Like I'm looking at this, this fall. I know you said that, uh, there was, there was a big middle class, but I think the, I feel like this, uh, this fall is really top heavy and like, there's a lot of, like volatility in the well, in the middle. Well, right, middle class is relative, right? So yes, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think previous falls have been extremely top heavy. Would be my guess, at least in terms of how you project them from the beginning of September. Now results turn out as results come in. You know, it fills out basically because there are some surprises. You know, from the Oscar bait, you know, movies and some of the middle class. But I just I, I don't feel as good about the basically like five to twenty range. As I as I would in previous years, right? And I would argue that five to twenty range in most years is like five to like twelve, you know, in terms yeah. of what there are, and then it really bottoms out. But I, think, I feel like I feel like this year, the five to twenty is like what previous years would be like ten to twenty five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like I just don't feel as confident in some of these movies. Yeah, as I said, there's is a wide range of outcome for a few of these, and I think some of these are. You know, it's probably going to happen. It, all it takes is one of these type of movies to hit, and that would crowd out the rest of the movies in all likelihood. Right. Um, like Doctor Sleep could be this amazing movie, and no one cares about Charlie's Angels the following week or Ford versus Ferrari. You know, it's, I think if one of these emerges, that's going to be the case. If none of them emerge, then I think, you know, we're going to see what you see, what you describe, which is they're all going to be a little bit of muddle because um, they're all pulling from similar audiences or, you know, or from different ones. Um, that was Charlie's Angels. Last movie in November of note, a bit a big notable movie is Last Christmas, uh, November eighth. So first Christmas movie, um, at least non animated Christmas movie in November, maybe since uh, Harold and Kumar, perhaps. Um, <laughs> Wait, Christmas movie in November. Uh, when was that one? Harold and Kumar's. Christmas? Christmas, yeah. That was in November. It was like first or second week in November. No, I, I mean year. Oh, I don't know. A few years oh, ago. Okay. Uh, there probably was something after that. It might have been... Um, the Night Before came out in November. I remember that. And that did that's 43 right. that, was like million. Thanks- that was a Thanksgiving movie, right? Yeah, 11 2015. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yes. So Last Christmas is definitely... Um, a tradition is sort of one of these uh, lifetime channel uh, Christmas movies or Hallmark <laughs> channel Christmas movies are like, Hey, everyone loves these. Let's make one for the big screen, which, Hey, you know, they, sh- they should do more of these movies. This is more the traditional, bo- you know, Hollywood mm. movie has stars, um, uh, Daenerys Targaryen, and hopefully in character as Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> and, uh, and the guy from uh, rich crazy Asians. Yeah. Right. Million Henry Clark. Golding. Yeah, Henry Golding. It's also written by Emma Thompson. Right, correct. Written by Emma Thompson. Christmas movies tend to not be huge performers. Um, I think now, again, with the emergence of like these Hallmark Christmas movies, this might do a little bit better than one would expect. 
you know, you never know with Rotten Tomato. I doubt this is going to be a 90% like, you know, a true romance classic. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be in the middle middle range. And Did we mention who was directing? No. Oh, it's oh, Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. He's directing it. And he's a very good director. Um, you know, yep. he's good. He's obviously traditionally done the comedies with Melissa McCarthy and uh, Kristen Wiig. But he did that thriller last year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple for, favor. Simple favor. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's interesting. He's sort of pivoting a little bit. Um, but, you know, again, is I don't think he's made a bad Rotten Tomato score movie yet. So you got to figure this is going to be north of 60 percent box office probably in the 50 range, but I think yeah. there's some upside there. Yeah. Because again, I think, uh, you know, is our first, first Chris, Christmas movie like this in a wide release in quite a few years. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, any other movies you want to mention? Knives out. Oh, ni- Oh yes. I, I, well, what I, about 21 not, bridges? Th- well, there, there are other movies I was going to mention. Yeah. But again, we got it. This is going to be a four hour podcast. This is going to be, this is going to be two podcasts. <laughs> we, we've already, establish this so we're we're probably in the second podcast right now yeah uh go ahead knives out knives out uh little director called ryan johnson you can unzip your pants Uh, here go ahead it's fine (laughs) wait are we are we supposed to be wearing pants when we record (laughs) well wear whatever you want go ahead i kid uh ryan johnson uh brick brothers bloom um looper and uh the last jedi and he's making Knives Out, which is a ensemble uh, kind of whodunit caper uh, involving a murder in a family and dire- uh, detectives trying to solve the case. Kind of like a Agatha Christie meets uh, like cross with like Clue and other other uh, similar movies. Yeah, so it looks out. it looks like hella fun. It looks fun. Um... I think we haven't seen a movie like this. I mean, I'm not going to count the Agatha Christie one because no, that was, <laughs> that was that's a different yeah. It wasn't original, and plus, it was just Kenneth Branagh and that really weird accent and that really bizarre mustache. And um, I don't know what he was doing in that, but the but right. So this is this is right a classic whodunit. Um, I really wish Daniel Craig wasn't the detective. I don't think he was the right choice for this type of thing. I, I love the rest of the cast. I absolutely it's love. It's a loaded cast. cast. It's oh loaded. I don't. Daniel Craig. I. I don't know. I'll, did I'll wait you see? Wait. Did you see him in Logan Lucky? No. no. Okay. You should watch that. Um, okay. It's it, just because it's him doing something very different from what he normally does, and right, right. it's very funny. So if you see that, you might change your mind. About Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I was hoping for an actor that could really truly be entertaining, and I'm not. That's not a slight on Daniel Craig. I think, and maybe he will be, but more of a track record to like really be have fun in the role. I guess would be mm-hmm. what I would say. And I just I don't see him doing that kind of thing. We'll see. I uh, no, the, the cast is tremendous. I love mm-hmm. seeing love to see Chris Evans uh, in a sort of a dark comedy uh, kind of role like this. Michael Shannon, so, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. What Tony make, Collette. So, what do you make of the box office of this coming out Thanksgiving? Oh man, Thanksgiving again. It's it's probably not going to do as well as I wanted to. <laughs> you, <laughs> you wanted to do like four hundred million, so it's <laughs> I really do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the Last Jedi is going to be an outlier for. Ryan Johnson. Uh, I'm, gl- his... I'm glad that's not your yeah. cop. I'm glad that's not your cop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> uh, so setting that aside, like Looper, Looper made sixty-six million dollars, yeah. and then the, the other two movies that he made before that, Brick and Brothers Bloom, didn't even top four million. So, um, but I, he's he's definitely in a higher tier now than he was when he did those two. Uh, he was in a higher tier with Looper too. So, yeah. I, I would expect. Mm, Maybe something around Looper's numbers, 60, yeah. 65, maybe, and maybe even closer to like forty or forty-five, fifty. So again, this is not a great comp, but the uh, the Agon- the Murder New Orient Express uh, did a hundred million. It, it got to a hundred million eventually. Um, this, if it's fun, like it could be, and it's well reviewed, like we expect a Ryan Johnson movie to be. I think this could get to 100 million as well, and this and this could be, and you might be able to get this at a decent value. Um, I would I would definitely keep an eye on this one uh, for bidding wise, and the thing that I, makes it, I would, it's definitely like an original story. Yeah, and so like obviously, like I want those things to succeed, but the track record for you know original content can can be a little iffy. Yeah, but this is a type of movie that could really leg well into December because again, mm. it's 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 a potential family movie. It's fun. It's a date Wait, movie. Family too. movie. Yeah, it's not rated really? R, is it? Could be. Uh, yeah. I, it's I not a family movie least... for like a five year old, but I just mean I, if your family is like thirteen year old, seventeen year old. I'm expecting you to take the kids. Yeah, I mean older kids. Yeah, but yeah. just you know, in terms of the holiday, I would expect at least PG thirteen, if not R. Yeah. No, and um, so it, it's impossible. You know, just it's able to reach all the quadrants, basically. Yeah. So, so I think we both like this as a as a prospect. Uh, again, I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't have this be your second movie. No, uh, but if it's your third, like third or fourth, yeah. Like, if you got this third okay. fourth, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's. I think you're in really good shape. If you have this as your fifth, if you're able to get this as like your fifth best, and I think you're in really good shape. Mm. Uh, okay, other movies of note. Uh, we're gonna run through these really fast. We're just gonna list some. Twenty One Bridges, uh, slated for November twenty second. That's starring um, Black Panther. By the Black Panther guy, <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I'm sorry, it's late. Um, That's <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, Chad, the, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we have that. I think that's an interesting plot. I kind of wish it came out more in September. Yeah, it's been to. pushed back twice now. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to come out in the summer, and then. September and now it's coming out in November. Yeah, I think it's good plot. I'd like to see Chadwick Boseman this type of troubled cop role. Um, and I think, again, I, I think Besa has been pushed back a couple times and it's pretty crowded. I'm not expecting a lot of box office, but again, you get this for a dollar. I think I think this movie's worth a dollar, uh, dollar flyer. Others, uh, Queen and Slim coming out Thanksgiving week. Uh, that is a movie about uh, t- a black couple being racially profiled, and then they're on the run as a result of, I believe, uh, they take some action violence on the cop. They take the the. I believe he, I saw the trailer. He kills the cop. Okay. In, in self defense, but it's on the it's on the dashboard camera, and right, so they right. become like outlaws, fugitives yeah. on the run. Yeah, it's. It's a you know again. I would I wouldn't spend thing, more than a couple bucks on this. Uh, yeah, the only, I would keep an eye on it just for Oscar buzz because yeah. I think I've heard some stuff about Daniel Kaluuya for this. Okay, one. yep. Uh, we have the Good Liar that is uh, Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren uh, about an old con man who 
Uh, he probably falls in love with Helen Mirren, who I think is a subject of like one of his last cons. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Anything else in November you want to point um, out? Harriet at the beginning of the month. Oh, Harriet. Yes. Worth keeping an eye on. Yes. I am very. So this is an Oscar bait movie. Uh, I'm very bullish on. Yeah. The, it's it's a. I think it's a great story. I think the trailer looks terrific. I think it's a story that a lot of different audiences would flock to to see. Um, I wish, I wish the person playing Harry is a little bit more notable. Like I'm not, I'm not sure who. Maybe Viola Davis is probably too old for it, but maybe right. someone like her. Um, I, I wish it was just someone a little bit more notable. But I'm hoping it's good. If it's good, I think there's a very good chance they push this out in wider release because again, it's just like it's a really um, attractive plot. I think it's a plot that you would say, "Oh, the Harriet Tubman story." I'd want to see that. Um, yeah. So I, I will say, I believe the woman playing Harriet Tubman is should be well known to uh, onstage blog readers because I'm pretty sure she's moved away from Broadway to start doing movies in the last few years. Right. Yeah. No. Terrific. Cynthia Erivo. I'm probably butchering her last name, but okay. She's she's been in a couple of movies and so, she's starting to like this is her first like real starring role right after having some uh after supporting role in Widows and Bad Times at the Hour Royale mm-hmm. last year. I would um so I would put that on your sleeper list. Yeah. I would not put Motherless Brooklyn on your sleeper list. That's also coming out November first yeah. later release. I think the screams this screams like a vanity project for Ed Norton. Um, <laughs> I, it's not a particularly thrilling plot uh, story idea. So I have a co- with uh, someone with Tourette's trying to figure out a crime. I don't know. That, that's it. Screams a little vanity to me. Like he's going for a best actor nom or something. Um, I, I I personally would stay away from it. Um, Ken, do you have any thoughts? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> even seen a trailer for this yet. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm withholding judgment on it. And, but. It it uh, is probably something that I would rank in the lower half of uh, you know box office if I'm ranking these movies. Yeah. All right. Let's get to December, and so December is that we start getting a lot of family movies um, that come out. We talked about Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. It comes out the week before Christmas. Uh, a couple of the notable movies: Spies in Disguise is an animated movie starring Will Smith and Tom Holland about Tom Holland plays this nerdy assistant to the coolest and most famous spy that is played by Will Smith. And the, the plot story really figures on Tom Holland has technology that turns Will Smith into a pigeon. Um, Hilarious. Right. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, that will help solve some type of international mystery. Sure. So I, I think, yeah. I think you have to, well, t- Ken, tell me what you think about Spies in Disguise for, as a fantasy box office prospect. Uh, yeah, this movie makes no sense to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let someone else have that one. I'll leave it at that. Okay, so it's, again, animated movie. You have to star it. It has a great, yeah. uh, it's a great week of release. There's going to be, it does. You know, and obviously Star Wars has appealed to everybody, but assuming a lot of people are going to see it first weekend, there's not much competition for Spies in Disguise, uh, for audience that Spies in Disguise is going after. Um, That's fair. Yeah, so I think you have to treat this pretty seriously, and I think you have to rate this pretty highly. Again, I'm a little wary of it for reasons you just said. (laughs) Um, I do like that Tom Holland's involved because he has a very high approval rating coming from Spider-Man. 
Uh, Will Smith, as we discussed, I don't know if he's really a draw anymore, but animated movie, Christmas week, you got to take it seriously. Yeah. So I would... This has got to be in your top ten, I gotta say. Right. One Ken? movie I would not... Yeah, yeah, definitely, I guess. And we gotta, I'd probably and, play it like nine or ten. Yeah, and we got to say, like... So, like, Ken, you said, like, this movie you're not going to touch, but you'd still rate your top ten. Yeah, and that, I mean... And that basically means... You're not gonna spend the price that I'm most not people gonna, are gonna spend I'm not on gonna, it, right? But if it's if it's you know a value, you know, yeah, I, I think I would I would be interested. Yeah, so you know you're not taking ahead of the top three picks we discussed. We can discuss how we you know is this a first round pick if you're in a five or six team? I mean, our next movie we want to discuss Jumanji two next level. I'd put uh, Jumanji ahead of it. Yeah. In um, so the sequel to Jumanji came out. This was a surprise hit a couple years ago. Certainly a surprise hit for me. I had this in my fantasy box office. Uh, I think it yeah. pretty much propelled me to victory. Um, the first movie did north of three hundred million with a seventy five percent Rotten Tomato score. It did cap. Um, where I this is going to be an interesting sequel because I think the first one. You know, it starred Dwayne Johnson, who is a box office draw, also starred Kevin Hart. I think the premise was interesting. I think people liked it. And once reviews got out that this might be the best video game <laughs> style movie <laughs> we, we've had, I think that drew a lot of people there because there was, you know, it didn't get obviously too in the weeds of most video games, but it was just trying to have fun with the video it was. Game concept. And it did have fun. It I mean, did. It was, and yeah. it did a really good job of it, too. Yeah. And I think that yeah. word got around. Second time around, is that is it going to be enough to draw it? I don't know. Do I mean, they're, they're changing all the characters around, so right. I guess which, everybody's back. Which I think is but, smart. Which I think yeah. is really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so see, it, it gives you a little bit of a difference from the, you know, the first movie. And yeah, it could. Uh, I, this is probably going to. I doubt it'll. I doubt it'll make 300 and whatever million dollars that the first one did. Um yeah, Although, I mean, you can't rule it out, I guess. We both think this is going to be south of 330, right? Which is where the first one landed. Probably. Yeah, I, I think Just so, too. The, the law of sequels. I don't and, think... and the fact that Star Wars is coming out a week later. Right, so, and, that's, and that's the other thing to note is Jumanji came out after Star Wars last year. And this year it's coming out before, which mm. is interesting. It's an interesting tactic on its part. Um... I th- well, I mean, it's not really, if I'm remembering correctly, probably Jumanji already had that release date. Star Wars was supposed to come out, uh, was it this summer or last, or next summer? And it got, it got moved back to December. Because they switched directors. I, I do not have that recollection. I'm, but I'm, not, sure. I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, just I'm pretty sure it was supposed to come out this summer. For Memorial Day, and then uh, when they had the director issue, where they get rid of um, the Jurassic World director for, um, and then replace him with J.J. Abrams, uh, they they pushed oh, it yeah, back Colin to Trump December. Bro. Yeah, yeah, because it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a May release. Oh, oh wait, the Rise of Skywalker was supposed to be a May release. Yeah. Oh, I don't. No, I don't think. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. Um, one mistake I made. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle did four hundred. Did over four hundred million. I think. I think by the end of January, which is where we're and yeah, three thirty-seven by the end of January, which is what I was remembering. But it, it got another seventy million the next six weeks, basically, which is pretty incredible. 
Um, so I'm thinking again. I think I think you're right. I think this is the number four movie on the board. I think it has to be. You have to expect regression um, for. We're counting revenue through the end of January, so if it did three, if the first one did three thirty-seven, you have to expect this would do two fifty, two fifty range ish. Yeah. So Rotten Tomato, I think there's risk to the Rotten Tomato. I, you know, the first one did seventy-five percent. So let's say fifty percent, fifty times two fifty is one twenty-five. Again, that puts it still puts it above. I think every other movie movie we've talked about so far, but. That is sort of what you're looking at. So bid appro- so basically bid appropriately. Right. Uh, I, I would be careful about overbidding for this. If you're bidding close to Frozen, Star Wars, It Chapter Two levels, I think you're going to be in trouble. You'll you know you're right. in trouble. Okay, uh, let's see. Yeah, um, just to Episode Nine was supposed to come out May 24th. Okay, and then got pushed back because of the director shakeup. All right, a couple movies. Uh, one we're going to be very brief on because I'm sure this podcast and other podcasts spend a lot of time on Cats, uh, also coming <laughs> out uh, at the same week as Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Musicals uh, released around Christmas time tend to do very well. That's uh, true. They they do. They're at least north of 100. They're usually north of 150. So I would – it's little reason for me to expect otherwise with Cats – I have a lot of Rotten Tomato concerns on yeah. this movie. Um, and are the critics even going to understand what's going on and thus review it negatively? I don't know. But I certainly don't understand what's going on. Right. But I think I think you have to... Right, exactly. But I think because of the box office... There's, I think there's, I think there's very little range of outcomes from a box office point of view. This is the type of movie just people just love to see over Christmas time. Right. So I think this is a top tier movie. It's, I think it's definitely a top ten. Um, where you know around the top ten it is is up to discussion. But I think, but I would because of the box office, you know, certainty relative relative certainty on this, uh, I would have this as a high prospect and bid accordingly, basically. Yeah. It could be a disaster, but yeah, it uh, yeah, it, you need to keep the keep the track record of of December musicals in mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, next movie I want to talk about is um, Little Women. Mm. The trailer recently came out. It is coming out the week of Christmas. It is Greta Gerwig's next project after Lady Bird, and all the media love Greta Gerwig. Um, I find it interesting, not only is Little Women her next project, but she's sort of taking this approach for Little Women in that it's a period piece, but definitely more the most modern period piece you could probably come up with for this type of plot. What do you make of this as a fantasy box office prospect? Yeah. Um, what did Lady Bird do? Hmm. Lady Bird made $48 million. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that was that was a November release two, year, two years ago. She's Lady definitely... Bird. Lady yeah. Bird never got above 1,500 theaters. And yeah. This one, this one will get above 1,500. This one will get a wide release. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would... That's going to be, I would say, the floor for it. Right, yeah. I mean, Greta Gerwig is, is her profile 
is higher now than it was two years ago. It's going to be well. The review critics love Greta Gerwig, so this is going to be well reviewed. I think you know. I think it's a. I think it's a yeah. pretty certain. Pretty certain it's going to be well reviewed because I mean, look, Lady Bird showed she's talented. It's not just because they love her; she's talented. So she is. Yeah. She's talented as a director and an actress. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and and the release date is probably a lot better than than uh, you know yeah, the one that and- Lady Bird came out with. My one concern that I have for a lot of movies in December is what's going to make money outside of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Cause it feels like it feels like Star Wars could suck up a lot of oxygen. It could, but there's definitely, especially by the third one, there's definitely audiences that are not. I mean, there's going to be Star some Wars. fatigue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. There's fatigue and counter programming definitely works, you know, for sure. any era. So I think, you know, this, uh, you know, just like Jumanji, you know, hit uh, 400 million in the in the shadow of Last Jedi. I think you know any of these movies certainly can do okay. What was the opening weekend for? Hold on, uh, let me just check here. So when Last Jedi made 220 million dollars, the number two movie was Ferdinand with 13. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and then Jumanji was a week so, after. And that's I mean, okay. Jumanji would definitely be making more than thirteen million. Yeah, well, and, and, this, and, and Little this Women. Isn't, this is sec- opening against uh, Star Wars. No, I mean, but it'll be yeah. the second weekend. Right. Um, yeah. This is a tricky one. Um, it's a very it, tricky it, one. It, it's tricky because I'm still not totally sh- so. If this was like a feminist movie, in that that took place in like the 20th or 21st century. Uh, I think it would be very easy to see who the audience is. Like, I think you'd say, Oh, okay. That could, I could see a map. I could see a roadmap to even like one twenty if things broke right, you know, for Greta Gerwig and everything, this being a period piece and little women, it's an adaptation of little women. I, I'm struggling with who the audience is, um, other than like Greta Gerwig fans and fans of Little Women, like the source material, and like general like feminist fans, you know, or just all in and anything feminist. So, <sighs> I would say I would price this for again like the fifty to sixty million range, maybe seventy if you know if things break right. right. But I, th- I think, I mean, could it get to a hundred? Mm. Uh, that seems like a tall order. I mean, it would have to open again. Like Christmas movies get like a four to five to six multiplier, you know, because like they get so much traffic during Christmas week between Christmas and New Year's. Right. So to get a hundred, it'd have to open at least at twenty. You know, we're looking about twenty to twenty-five opening. That's a pretty tall order for a movie like this. So probably not, I guess. I think our yeah. initial thoughts are correct. I think we're looking at, you know, probably 70, 60, 70 if 60, it's good. 70. Yeah. Yeah. So plan accordingly. Okay. Um, what else? Do you want to talk about Play Mobile? <laughs> not, re- not really. But <laughs> that I comes do out to- on the dead weekend of yeah. December 6th. So December 6th, again, another graveyard week. 
there's a couple movies coming out here. Play Mobile, which is supposed to come out last week of August. Now it got moved to this week. I'm sure it's thrilled. <laughs> um, Brahms, The Boy 2 is coming out. The Aeronauts, which is limited release. All of these, I think, are flyers at best. You know, yeah. $1, $2 movies. What, what do you think about Black Christmas on 1213? <laughs> a remake of the 70s horror classic. Right, right. Um, I, it's Was it 70s? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, again, there was another Christmas horror movie that came out. Krampus came out. It did okay. It got well reviewed. I right. think it did like four million. I, again, I think Black Christmas is worth two, uh, a couple bucks. You know, at the tail end, again, it's it, it's got a limited ceiling, but you know, if you want a guaranteed twenty million or so, I think it has a decent chance at that. Again, I will, I'd only spend a buck, you know, a buck mm. or two at most. I don't think it has any chance to sort of be a smash hit. Yeah, so there's to speak. there's a couple other movies coming out around Christmas, uh, the same week as Star Wars. We get Super Intelligence, uh-huh. which is a um, Melissa McCarthy Melissa McCarthy movie. Yep, I believe her her husband is directing. He is, which that makes it count. a complete stay away for me. That's correct. I agree. <laughs> yep, yep. Just if you look at the the I am the. Um, Rotten Tomatoes for his movies. It is such a, sh- it is such a shame. He ruined her box office star. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's not uh, great. No. No, I agree. It's a dollar at most. Again, uh, not a movie. I, would, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick it in any of my rosters because it would probably go for like four or five bucks. And I just, that's, I'm not doing it. I'm spending and, money elsewhere. Yeah. So there's a movie. I don't know if this is the title or if it's just the working title. Um, but it's it's the untitled charles randolph project yes i i found a title for that okay so that is the fox news movie right and, uh, the, and the title i found is called fair and balanced oh okay <laughs> and this is jay roach directing yeah basically um trying to do uh the same thing as um and adam mckay yes <laughs> Correct. He transitioned I, from doing outright comedies to yeah, doing, uh, dramedies with a with a conscience. Again, I'm not even sure there's like a liberal audience for this because I, I don't. I think liberals are so enraged by Fox News. I'm not sure they really want to even spend a movie where it's like blasting Fox News and it's you know yeah. sexual harassment culture. So I, again, it's not. You know, maybe it's a February movie. I don't know if it's a Christmas movie. Um, so it's it's. I doubt it's even a dark comedy like um, the other it Adam feels, McKay movie was, like the Big Vice. Short. Vice. It feels like Vice. Yeah. To be honest with you, and Vice didn't have that big a run. So no, it did not. I don't think I, there. There's there's other Oscar Beatty movies coming around in here. I wouldn't. I don't think this is a great prospect among them. Excuse me, among them. I would. I, I don't think I would be taking this in any of my rosters. But. Um, what do you think about 1917? So this is interesting. So as lo- I like this as a prospect as long as Midway isn't a hit. Um, if Midway is mm. a hit, then I'm less bullish on this because I think you know audiences have seen their war movie. Um, this is 1917's obviously a World War One movie directed uh, by Sam Mendes. Directed for. by Sam Mendes. Yep. And he's a good, very good director. I'm curious mm. to see what his take on this genre is. And I think it's about a brother trying to look for another brother, you know, across enemy lines. I believe. Yeah, and also stop like a um, basically 
uh, oh, stop an attack. That's right. Yeah, uh, not stop an attack, but but stop a a, a mission that's uh, that that is basically like sending people to their death. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's like stop this from happening, and also save your brother in the process. Like that's right. This is your mission. Should you choose to accept it? Yeah. So I think again. As long if if Midway bombs, then I really like 1917 um, as a prospect, both you know for Oscars as well as to get a wide release and possibly mm. an audience. So yeah, I would start... look good. Yes, yeah. I watched that this uh, this evening. Yes, a um, couple other movies. Um, Uncut Gems is getting some attention. Uh, this is an Adam Sandler movie where yeah. um, it's not. I think it's sort of a comedy, but also a dramedy. Well, kind of thing yeah uh, it's less of a it's one of those movies that that people wish adam sandler made more of so <laughs> right. it, it's not like i don't consider this an adam sandler movie i consider the netflix movies adam right. sandler movies. correct this is yeah. a safety brothers movie starring adam right. sandler yeah so uh, it's more along the lines of like when he did movies did a movie with um paul thomas anderson and he did a Netflix movie with uh, Noah Baumbach, and and the Safdie brothers. They did Good Time a couple years ago with Robert Pattinson, which was well reviewed, but didn't really make much of a dent in the box office. So I wouldn't expect much from this one either. No, but it's Adam Sandler, and it could get attention again if it's good, and it could get some attention, and it could get a wider release. So it's yeah, something to keep an yes, eye on. When was Adam Sandler a box office draw outside of? Like Hotel Transylvania. No, I, I agree. No, I, I agree. It's uh, it, it's it's a tall order. Let's just say. Yeah. Uh, a couple other ones of note: A Hidden Life from your another one of your BFs, yeah. Terrence Malick. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is that. I'm not expecting a wide release for. Yeah, Terrence Malick movies haven't made money in a while. Um, yeah. So have they ever? I, <laughs> um, did a Tree of Life do anything? No, not really. Yeah. Uh. 13 million. Didn't his his okay. highest movie was the thin red line at that, with 36. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, yeah, that's what I thought did uh did the most. So yeah, no, I again I don't think it's a real prospect in fantasy box office, but no. um I just want to mention it. Um anything else? I think that's pretty much it for December. Um Do you want to go through January real quick? Yeah, we can do that real, real quick. quick. Yeah, yeah. So the first uh, the first weekend to January third, we got Grudge, which I guess is Ass. some kind of remake of re- a remake of a remake. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Pat, hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. Uh, interesting. Um, January tenth, you got uh, Underwater with Kristen Stewart, which is a action horror movie. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer for that? Uh, not the trailer. I it saw some just, images and stuff. Just um, came out this week, I think. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of interesting. I'm surprised by the January release. Yeah, that's it, why, that that's why I would trust bit. it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of dubious of all the January releases. Um, Except for what's coming it, out next week. <laughs> the yeah, week after. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. There's also mm-hmm. um, My Spy, which is a but Dave Bautista um starring yeah. movie yeah. like him doing um like a kid's comedy or he's working with a kid in the, in the movie um and then like a boss is the same weekend right. 
Uh, is that a Tiffany Haddish Haddish movie? I don't. I don't. I don't remember to be honest. <laughs> I I didn't. Do, I didn't spend much time in January to be honest with this preview. I, yeah. Uh, so this is Rose I, Byrne, I, Tiffany Haddish, okay. and Salma Hayek. Uh, two female friends with very different ideals yeah. decide to start a beauty company together. One is more practical. While the other wants to earn her fortune and live a lavish lifestyle, I think Voyage of Doctor Doolittle is the only draftable movie out of the January. Probably, movies. it stars it's, Robert Downey Jr. and yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone really cares about Doctor Doolittle, but Robert Downey Jr. with CGI animals is, I think, a good enough appeal, you know, to do you know fairly decent box office. Yeah, probably. Uh, I think. We're scoring through January 31st, so if this opens on January 17th, this only has like three weekends yeah. at most. So it's a little bit of a tough draw, but it might it, it could it could open to like 30 million ish potentially. Right. Um, so if it does that, you could get to 80 million, and if it's you know that's 50 million so, possibility. So is there anything? So I had seen Bad Boys for Life. On right. the same weekend, right? Has there been any news about that movie whatsoever? Uh, not that I've seen. No. And, All right. Uh, so I would, I would only really pencil that movie in for that weekend, then. Yeah, and I'm not no sure. Guarantee. Even, I'm not sure I even drafted anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, there's that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that about wraps it up. So let's just let's do a quick little summary. Um, so of the so of the Oscar bait movies. Which ones do you like the most for sleepers? Oh boy, um, Little Women. Okay. Um, I don't know how much Oscar buzz it would get, but Knives Out. Yeah, I, that's Knives Out is a different class because that's a yeah, wide release, and you're right. That's, that's going for a popular populace um, as well as Oscar. Ad Astra. Going back to September. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm talking Oscar bait more like limited release. So like, of oh, all that's the getting release. a wide, wide release. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot that's standing out to me right now. So I like 1917 as I like, again, especially if Midway doesn't do well or, you know, is a weak performer. I like Harriet uh, as a possible sleeper. Yes. I think Just Mercy, we didn't touch on this. I think Just Mercy is a really, like, as a dark dark horse sleeper that's a michael b jordan movie where he plays like a civil rights attorney trying to get a guy off death row may not be a civil rights attorney but some type of attorney you get a guy in alabama off death row um that's like a very dark horse sleeper oh what movie i wanted oh oh i can't believe i forgot to talk about this all right ken yeah how do you handle a movie like the irishman oh wow uh, so the Irishman, for those who don't know, is going to Netflix. It stars Robert De Niro, uh, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino. It's the story uh, of uh, a purported hitman who claims to have knocked off Jimmy Hoffa. Um, it is it's rumored to be getting theaters at some point for to be uh, eligible for Best Picture, but they don't know when. They don't even know, and that's not even a guarantee. So, do you? Take a flyer on the Irishman. Wait, well, take a spot up. I mean, let's take a look at Roma from last year. <laughs> how much money did that movie make? I yeah, not it much. Came, I like, and how many people went and actually saw it in the theater? Yeah, not much. And not I, much. I, and I, I know, did, but I'm 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 crazy. Right, and I so, took a flyer, and I drafted Roma, so right. I should speak to it. Yeah. 
So the reason why you would do it is if it doesn't, if it never gets into theater, you can cut it. Right. So you can drop it, pick up something else that's coming to wide release or something. So it's sort of like it's a flyer. If it does get a wide, if it does get a release, not even, not even a wide release. Right. Like that, that's going to burn you. Once it gets it. Right, if it gets into a single theater, you're locked into. That's our rules. Yeah. If, if, if ever gets, to, if it plays in a single theater, you're locked in. That's it. Um, but you know, it's Irishman's looking like it wouldn't come to theaters probably till December anyway. So you have time to sort of wait and see. Now the risk is if you're taking up a slot for the Irishman, you're not taking up a slot for another sleeper like Harriet or some of the other sleepers right. I mentioned. So yeah, for me, there's just there's too many variables. Okay. To make it worthwhile, just you have a Netflix release that maybe gets a limited release in theaters and maybe it gets a wide release after that. Then even if it does get in theaters, how many people actually go see it in the theater versus just watching it at home on their couch. It's Mm -hmm. just, I would not mess with that. Okay. If, um, if the Irishman was released in theater, wide release theater, what's the, what do you think the box office potential is? Let's say, uh, let's say December. Let's say it's a Christmas release, December twenty fifth. Ah, I feel like it. It would uh, that would hamper it actually, as opposed to if it came out earlier. Well, I like, mean, pick pick whatever ideal weekend you want. You, you know. What yeah. Jeez. Um, you know, I, I I a couple years ago I said that you know it's Scorsese. It has to make money and then silence came out and yeah saw that movie which is, it, it, that's a totally different movie yeah so, that's a very 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 different it's movie. just yeah. I, 50 50 60 million maybe see, higher see i think it get to 100 i think that opens at 30 at least and time soon because this is it's it's not scorsese doing a movie about two priests in right. japan it's, in the 16th it's, century this is it's a scorsese working in his wheelhouse Ex- exactly yeah with Joe Pesci's return, De Niro, Pacino, all it would, it would, I think it would do triple digits at least, which Maybe. it's too bad. It's not, you know, uh, going to theaters just for fancy box office purposes. Cause yeah, I think it would it'd be, a top be an 10. interesting one to bid, to bid on. It would. I think it's a top 10 movie. Um, yeah, potential. Okay. So, so we list our sleepers. Uh, any, I think we, I think we're agreed on bomb potential. We think Terminator dark fate, um, is yeah. bo- a serious Mid- bomb potential. Midway. I think midway a serious bomb potential. I think we I think we're agreed about Gemini Man. Um, that wouldn't bomb from a Rotten Tomato, but just a box office uh, perspective. Uh, let's see. We ran through some of these questions already. We had one reader ask, um, what are your thoughts on going all in on two franchise movies um, under the cap? Like two franchise and then, you know. I mean, okay, so this is just my anecdotal observation. But if you're going to do that, I feel like the fall season is definitely the year to the season to do that versus the summer. Just because we we tend to have more releases during the summer. Uh, more and more that make money. So if you, for example, this this year, uh, I believe Tim, um, who's in our league, he got The Lion King, and I want to say Toy Story Four. Correct. Yep. And he capped with those movies, but he spent so much of his budget 
on getting those two. Yes. That he only like he got he got five hundred million just from those two movies, but for the other movies on his roster, he only got like sixty million combined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you really you got to. You, it's it's a strategy, I would say at the very least it's it's a good strategy to prevent you coming in last place, but it's the success of the chances of actually winning are you're really you have to you have to get lucky and hit on like a one dollar movie that that pops yeah or you need you just I don't know you need to hope that uh, other people like swung and missed. On other things, I agree. Um, it, it does depend on the year. Like if a, if a year is particularly top heavy, then if you can get you know two of the best four because there's such a big drop off, then absolutely do it. But that's where valuation becomes really important. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you really think there's no middle class, really, then, yeah, do your homework on the on the the one dollar movies to supplement it. Yeah. So we're great. So top movies of this year from a general point of view as well, fancy box office, uh, rise of Skywalker, frozen Two, uh, it chapter two, Jumanji two. We pretty clear. That's the top four in that order. I think the next few, uh, there's some debate, but I think we like the Joker. Um, yeah, it's something like Joker cats. Cats Um, is possible. Yeah. Cats have to do really well. I have a really strong rotten tomato. Maybe Charles, uh, I don't know about Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's to show me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of movies I'm making that sound about. Right, but I think I th- right. So I think after I mean, Maleficent, Spies in Disguise. We've got a Spies in Disguise. So I think Spies I think, in Disguise, Maleficent. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think. I think right, so I think we have the top four, and I think the next class is some oh. order of Joker, Spies in Disguise, um, Cats, maybe. I think you can argue about Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, you know. And then after that is a very wide middle all, class. Yeah. It's kind of a free for all, yeah. And um, you know, we didn't talk we like... about the playing for fire or playing with fire. The John Cena Nickelodeon comedy. Oh, you know, we should have talked about that because that's one of the few comedies that's... That uh, actually looks like it... I, I actually chuckled a couple of times. Yeah. Watching the trailer. The family, com- the family comedy worked last year. The one with Mark Wahlberg and... Uh, yeah. Rose, that, uh, right. I, I got that for a dollar last year and it worked. Yeah. So it had a great value. So, yeah, no, we should mention that. Uh, that's I probably got, in that middle class too, though. Yeah, I think it's lower middle class. I think... Movies in that middle class we like. I got Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, maybe. I think I kind of again. This is sort of crazy. I think I kind of like Ad Astra. Uh, Yeah, it's. I think it has. If if it's really good, I think it really. I think it it could really overperform. We're talking like that's like Knives Out and Little Women range, right? Um, or are you putting those higher oh, or lower? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm t- talking yeah, about the middle class. class. Yeah, the middle class. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, we'll see what Doctor Sleep. I want to see. And then the Zombie Land's probably Sleep. in that in that range too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hope we've helped. If you're, uh, oh, what well, before we conclude, I did want to go through one exercise with you, Ken. Oh boy. Um, I'm gonna read you not all of these movies. We're gonna do like ten ten of these movies. I'm going to give you a Rotten Tomato, and you tell me over or under. Okay. okay. 
Jumanji 2 over under 50% Rotten Tomato. Oh, I'm going to say over. Okay. I would say... Mm, I, w- I think I go under, but, you know, again, mm. only barely under. Uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker over under 87%. Ooh. <laughs> I am going... Oh, man. <laughs> oh, this... This hurts my soul. <laughs> uh, what was The Force Awakens? I think it was 92. I think 91, 92. And The Last Jedi? 91, 92, I think. Was it? I thought that might have dipped into the 80s. I see. Hold on. 91. Okay. Yeah. I am going to say... Oh, I'm going to say just a... Hmm... I really want to say over, but I'm going to say just a smidge under. Okay. Like I would go 85, 86. I, yeah, I would go over. Um, I would go over 87. Yeah, like, again, this is a cop out, but I think right in the 90, 92 range, I think. Feels Me, right. it's, a, it's just a purely contrarian play <laughs> for my part. Right. Frozen 2 over under 94%. Oh, wow. Right yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say just under high 80s, mm-hmm. low 90s. I, as a betting man, I would go under. My gut says this could be like a 95, 96, you know, uh, just based off of you Disney. Want build, and You want to build a snowman. <laughs> That's right, of course. <laughs> the Joker, sorry, I keep calling it the Joker. Joker, over <laughs> under 90%. Oh, uh, mm, over under 90? Yeah. I'm going to say under. Under, okay. Yeah. I, I'm going over only because of, Fe- of Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's okay. going to pull on like he's going to be. I think he's going to be amazing. I, I, I can't shake. Yeah, I can't shake like seventy four percent for some reason. Okay, in my head. Okay, and just, I don't know why. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, over under ninety percent now. Forty um, percent <laughs> <laughs> over under forty percent. Mm. I'm going to say slightly. Oh, man. I'm going to say slightly over. Like 45. I would take the. Yeah, I I would go under on this, I think. This. Yeah. I I didn't like the trailer at all. I didn't Uh, either, but I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Terminator Dark Fate over under 5%. (laughs) 30% over under. I'm going to say over, but I don't feel great about that. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I think I gut is over, but I I still don't think anybody's going to see it anyway. But, you know, Uh, midway 35% over under. My gut says lower. I agree. Uh, yeah. I agree. Charlie's Angels over under 50%. I'm going to say over. I'm I would say, say somewhere in the 60s. I would say over as well. I think reviewers are going to like this new crew for being, you know, a little hipper and, you know, uh, modern age, that sort of thing. Uh, beautiful Day in the Neighborhood over under 90%. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, over. Over. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go a little under, like eighty-two percent. That's I think. that's me voting with my heart. <laughs> 
Cats over under 45%. I have no frame of reference. <laughs> <laughs> so Lay Miz was. Oh, man. I think that was in the 50s, Lay Miz. I should look that up. I mean, are people going to be weirded out by the special effects? Yes, yes. Is that going to be enough to like push it to? The, is is that going to like limit like how high you think like the the uh, the <laughs> tomato meter can get? It could, yeah. Sixty nine percent was lame is just for a slight. Uh-huh. So you said forty five. Yeah, forty five. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's right around fifty. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go under. I don't think most critics are going to understand what this movie plays about because most even Broadway fans don't understand what this plays about so uh, I'm going to go under uh, last one fair and balanced 99% over <laughs> or under oh over, to take the over over, over. Yeah, <laughs> over. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the under okay all right so there you go so there's our take on uh, Rotten Tomatoes on the big movies um, I think that about wraps it up, Ken. What do you think? Two and a half hour mark. Oh We're my at... goodness! <laughs> Anything else? Anything else we want to cover? Well, now that you mention it, <laughs> no, I'm good. I think we're. I think I'm good, and I, I think, think the, we've I, covered everything. I hope, hope you're good too. Now, um, we will recap. So we're going to have our draft on uh, Labor Day weekend. We will recap that draft in a separate episode. It will also be three hours long where Ken and I will dissect the bidding on each and every movie. Yeah, uh, we will. We will recap our rosters uh, in a separate episode. And if warranted, we will include snippets of uh, the auction. Any uh, mm. particularly interesting or fun or uh, any moment that can embarrass the editor in chief. Uh, absolutely. Chris Peterson, we will absolutely do. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned for that. So that will come up. Um, that will come up after Labor Day weekend. We will have a box office preview episode of It Chapter Two, where we'll get back to the usual format uh, of this show, where yep. we'll do see you don't see. We'll have bonus questions. We'll do top. We'll analyze the top storylines uh, coming of the movie and all the actors into it. Uh, that will be that will come out the Thursday before the movie releases. We're really looking forward to that. The recap of the auction will happen after that episode. And then we will resume our fall schedule, starting with Ad Astra, uh, week of September 20th. And then we'll go, we're not going to go every week. Um, again, as we discovered, there are weeks where, you know, graveyard weeks where there's like no movies coming out. We're not going to record then. But uh, we'll record most weeks. We'll record uh, most of them, yeah. Uh, yeah, from end of September through about, you know, mid December. And then uh, we'll take another uh, holiday, as they say, uh, yeah, around this, yeah, around Christmas time through uh, through into 2020. So that's our schedule. Uh, thank you for uh, checking out this podcast. Uh, this is your first time here. Make sure you subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, uh, give us five stars, please, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud or anywhere you get your podcasts from. And again, first time here, check it, check us out as we dissect uh, these movies individually on a week-by-week basis. And, and if uh, you want to send us a question. Yes, if you uh, you heard us answer reader email. If you want, if your own question, you want to have us answer about Fantasy Box Office or any movies coming up at It Chapter 2, you can email us at onstagebop at gmail.com. That's onstagebop at gmail.com. If you do not want your name disclosed, you can just uh, say so in the question, and we'll just read your question. Uh, without reading your name, that's okay by us. 
once again, onstagebop at gmail.com. Okay, that's about a wrap for uh, today. Uh, Ken, thank you, and uh, good luck in your prep for our auction draft. That will be, uh, that'll, that'll be next week. That's right. And uh, we will recap that all in a couple weeks. And Otherwise, you will be announcing a punishment movie for somebody. Yes, I will. That's the fun part about fancy box offices. Yeah, we don't put any money on it because to to us this is more than money. This is about prestige and honor and victory. Right. It's and all about glory. And but most importantly, shaming the last place yes. person watching a punishment movie of our choice, uh, which I will announce um, at the auction draft. Look forward to it. Look forward to it as well. Okay. Uh, for Ken Jones, uh, this is Greg Earhart. Uh, again, join us for It Chapter 2 coming out in a couple weeks. Adios. Adios.